This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I am Aaron Dice, the man of single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. <laughs> we are here to tell you what uh, April 12th, the morning of April 12th, the day of April 12th is made of, as far as best as we can tell. Um, yes, your ears did not deceive you. Uh, I just thought it was cool because Greg had said we were the coolest cats. And so I popped but into meow. During how the- did you do that? Because I thought when we were waiting for the show to start that we could not actually share audio because uh, you this know- is one of the reasons why sometimes I will sing. And so if people can hear me, <laughs> I kind of need to know. <laughs> people cannot hear you. Uh, this is also, this is the moment where I have to make a decision. Okay. As to whether or not I tell Danae something that could impact the show. Um, and I will because I trust her. Uh, which is, yeah, you can unmute your mic during the, the intro uh, if you want. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I had an inkling, that may, but you were going to find out. You were going to find out eventually. How was so. I going to find out? I don't know. Actually, I'm you know what? Now that- I'm terrified of pushing the buttons. You know, I, I just uh, I just remembered it's actually just me that can unmute my mic during the the intro. You actually do not have that ability, Danae. I apologize for leading you on like that. So, hey guys, listen, what we're gonna do? We're gonna stop the show. We're gonna start it again. I just have to try something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta test something. <laughs> oh my goodness! I feel so good this morning. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, I I was dancing harder than I've ever danced before in the pre-show. I'm I'm feeling amazing. I think, I think it's because I've been taking drugs uh, real Advil at night. Now, before I was taking like whatever this, the generic, uh, we, we had a conversation about this recently, like generic versus store-bought stuff. Yeah. And I was taking whatever the generic I, ibuprofen was for muscle aches, that kind of stuff. Um, just as I'm getting older, really helps, you know, for the morning. So I'll take a few Advil at night. 
and uh my daily my daily purin tablet you know listen you age it happens <laughs> i saw i saw a uh, side note i saw an interesting meme uh it wasn't really a meme it was more of a cartoon that uh no it was a meme because it was it was uh, the last airbender and uh <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out where my stuff goes on my desk you just keep yeah. talking you no can... no no you're good you're good and it was one of the characters uh and it just said my knees and it, and the character saying, "What have you done to me?" And then it's uh, Aang saying, "I've taken away your bending powers." <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> it's, that is so true. Uh, as you get older, anyways, I took regular Advil, and I don't, I didn't think they were different at all. But man, I am sleeping so much better. My little like device is telling me that I'm getting like more quality sleep. And how does it feel to be addicted to drugs? You know, it's not the drugs I'm addicted to. It's the good sleep at night I'm addicted to, <laughs> which is which is nice. It's nice. We have some fun comments in the chat. You know, yeah, you should you should get on those because uh, I haven't been uh, paying attention. Molly agrees. I will definitely abuse the information about the microphone. <laughs> yes, this, so seems, this seems likely. This seems um, likely. It don't connect asking if I'm using my new clickety clackety keyboard. Mm. I am trying not to. During shows, I try to use my my laptop keyboard. And then, but my clickety clackety is something I do have to use from time to time. And it is so loud. Here, I'll post something. Can you hear it? No, no. Your mic, your mic uh, processor does a great job of taking that stuff out. So. Wow. Okay. Wow. I just spammed our all of <laughs> Um, Greg on, says, um, Aaron makes great cat noises. By the way, uh, we used to host a college radio show. And during the songs, I would pad up my DJ's microphones in the middle of them, singing without them knowing it. Nice, <gasps> nice. I've done that before. Did I've you ever given, turn mine on without I've given me knowing? You, yeah, I gave you a live mic a couple times without you knowing, which is very dangerous with Danae. So, you know, I learned. Why I learned would my... you ever do that? <laughs> was that early on? And then it, was, like, it was I pretty, really I don't remember how early on it was, but I remember it was always fun because you'd realize we were into the break at some point and you'd be like, wait, are we live? <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Are we talking to people right now? Are we on the internet? So yeah, I definitely remember oh, yeah. doing that a couple of times. It's that's that's really fun. Thank you for the compliment on my cat noises. Uh, Nick says technically they aren't different. The quote unquote drug facts should say the same on both bottles. Are the drug companies lying to us? Well, I will tell you. Uh, this is what I believe, and I think the uh, like you're right. The labels say the same thing, but I know they are different, and I can tell you why I know they are different. Advil tastes like candy. I don't know if you've well, had it's coated with sugar. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely something else so going yummy. on there. <laughs> so they are at least a little bit different. But as far as the actual drug component, I always thought they were the same, too. Now, the other thing I've been doing at night that may be part of it, and Danae, you may think uh, you may agree, uh, is I've been using our Hypervolt, which is a little like massager gun. And I've been getting my uh, shoulders right before I go to sleep. Oh, and Hypervolt. And so that is uh, that we has went, been very helpful. We went back out to the land to do the hard labor over the weekend. And I brought my Hypervolt with me oh, because nice. I figured it would be a nice thing to do for all these people that are out there. Did you Hypervolt the, the cows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I did. Mm -mm, that's I hopped dangerous. the fence and nope. went running into the nope. field. Don't do that. With a, with a massage gun. <laughs> Come here, cows. I'm gonna tenderize mm -hmm. that meat. Um, so that went, it went well. It was it was a uh, it was the hit of the day. Um, and there was one guy who came all the way from Chicago, 
uh, he is a electrician and he was helping to set up all the electricity that would be needed. So we had to bury a line and that was interesting to be a part of. We had to do all this stuff that I'd never done before. I was the right-hand man, girl, whatever. Um, and I almost he went had, into Hamilton there. I apologize. He woke Get up your right-hand man back. Oh, I did it. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, he woke up in the morning and had like this really stiff neck and it was bothering him. It was impeding his ability to be uh, like at Mobile. his full capacity during yeah. this momentous event of being on the land again in, in the, in the pouring rain <laughs> or hours an hour. Anyway, uh, so I just hypervolted his shoulder and he literally was like, I need a link to whatever that was. And I'm going to buy one before, so that it's at my house when I get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's amazing. Doc says, I want to try a hypervolted burger now. <laughs> you know, it could be the next uh -huh. thing. Who knows? Maybe we just invented the next big uh, food craze. You know how sometimes you tenderize the meat? I wonder if there was an attachment that just has a tenderizer on the bottom and you just like, mm -hmm. you don't have to actually, you know, hit it with the mallet anymore. You just use that massage gun and it would just obliterate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, no, I, I looked at all my stats and everything and like I'm, I'm never above 60% sleep efficiency usually. Uh, and the last two nights I was at 92% and 85% sleep efficiency. And I actually slept eight hours for the first time last night, uh, in like years. So yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like back eight, eight hours your, of actual sleep. Back to your drug habit. The main difference says Lolly is the coating. And sometimes they add salt or caffeine to improve absorption. Hmm. Um, this would be a really good example of a placebo effect. And then says, I am preparing slides for my TED Talk. <laughs> I love it, man. I'll take the placebo effect. Power of positive thinking. It works for me as long as I keep sleeping well. I'm fine with it. So I'm glad you're feeling good. I am. I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. Which um, one did you pull? I, th I think it's my upper trap. Okay. Yeah. It attaches up uh, into my neck. It's a so, trap. When I got back home, I knew I was in, I was going to be sore, so I started to ice my body immediately, uh, which was a good decision. And the next day, I iced it, and I did a little bit of heat, but I did mostly ice to just kind yeah. of, Yesterday. like, my wrists were really tender because, you know, they don't do a lot of hard labor, <laughs> and they work <laughs> really hard. And so I, I, I had so I had overdone it a little bit, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, now I'm feeling a, a lot better. I couldn't even hypervolt because my... I mean, torn muscles. You don't hypervolt torn muscles. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I had a little bit of recovery time. So I'm feeling a little bit better today, feeling more like myself. But also, I can tell, though, my I'm I'm tired because mm -hmm. I used so much energy to yeah. do so many different things that day. A lot of decisions, a lot of walking, a lot of, like, labor. And, and so I thought, like, oh, I'll just bounce back. But I'm actually just continuing just to be tired. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to take a nap in the middle of the show today. Hey, do what you need um, to do. It'll be yeah. a community map. And I'm going to lower. I just. That's oh, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. a, little, mm -hmm. a little too low. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see me pups? Do you see the puppies? Oh, nope. Yeah, I saw, I saw them walking around. Um, yeah, there they are. Little puppers cam <laughs> in the main cam. Uh, another reason for our podcast listeners to tune into the live show to see the puppies for sure. Uh, you ready to shoot a dough? You want to shoot a dough today? All right. Let's get into it. Uh, we are going to do our DNA in you. I forget. Did we uh, have a top? Like, did you have a topic you wanted to do before we get into the DNA in you on no. Mondays? Or, no, okay. we didn't decide what we wanted to do yet. Okay. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. So I don't think we have a plan. All right. Well, let's get into it uh, with the D topic, and that's the Danae topic, the A topic, that's the Aaron topic, and the U topic, and that is the U topic. Uh, you just let us know what you want us to talk about. Any topic, any question, uh, please don't be afraid to ask. We would love to see uh, what you're curious about. So uh, put that with the letter U at the beginning, and uh, we will spot those uh, at the end. Um, but we'll kick it off with the D topic. Danae, what do you got? Um. Well, while we were out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> uh, we were driving through the town of Crocker, Missouri. Um, feel hmm. free to look that up on a map. It's if you if you just go to Google Crocker, Missouri, you'll see the general area that I was in. It's just forest and woods. And um, there's a lot of things to find out in the woods that are really beautiful. And it was raining, like I said. So forest into the woods. In the in the rain. It's a it's a it was a really beautiful and I did take time. I actually had a good time. I was in really good spirits the entire time, even though it was hard labor. Um, and it was a big undertaking. There was a great group of people and good food and good company. And so um, I thought I was going to find something like, you know, out in the wood. I kept feeling this feeling like you're going to find something. So I kept looking uh, and I didn't want to take anything that was on the land. There were some really cool mm -hmm. mushrooms, for example. I didn't want to take them. You don't want to take, you know, take mushrooms? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I want them to grow for her to be able to harvest Got it. and Got use. It. Got it. Uh, <laughs> um. But uh, there was a couple times I, I I wanted to bring something back for Iris and we had to cut down or there was already a tree that was cut that had fallen with a cedar tree. Uh, and so they had taken, um, you know, chainsaws to it, kind of chopped it up a little bit, made it easier to haul. And there was this really cool slice of that tree. And I brought that back for Iris because I wanted her to see how cool it is to have red, like a really bright red on the inside. So we're going to mm -hmm. stand it down and do like a little thing together. So that was one thing I was like, well, maybe, maybe that was it. But on our way back out of town, we passed this little antique store. An antique store is in the middle of nowhere. You like it's it's like I can't not go. I, I can't. I I have to go see what sure. is in the, what people will want to part with in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. was so fun. I haven't gone shopping like this in like a year and a half because of pandemic. And so, of course, we were masked up and there was nobody in the store. So it was just my mom and I walking around this delightful antique store and like nice. just looking at all these different treasures. And so I had a really good time. It was actually a nice way to end a day of labor to just kind of walk around. Um, so here's what I found. Show us. You're probably going to think this is pretty lame, but I was... Genuinely. Why would, why? I mean, if you love it, of course it's not lame. It's something you think is cool. <laughs> this old timey clock. <laughs> and it has like the little thing that goes back and forth. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's sort of weird. I just think it's so cool. Mm -hmm. So now I have this. Oh, and I nice. can wind it up and make it work if I want to, too. But then I have to maintain that. All I really wanted it for was for the dingy, 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 dingy. I also A found. Ringy, dingy, dingy. I also found some other cool stuff that I can uh, show you guys if you want, but uh, it's in the other room. That's the one that's within easy reach Very cool. so Very it just cool. got me thinking about times maybe you've had an adventure in your life and you found something that you weren't expecting to find um one of the things i found is a original mickey mouse clubhouse button and so i picked that thing up nice like back cool. in the annette funicello days i don't know you may go get it i'm gonna go get it i wonder Bye. i wonder okay we'll see you. hurry back hurry back we'll see you soon 
I wonder, yeah, I wonder how far back that goes. Uh, so yeah, you guys, what are some of the uh, some of your favorite unexpected finds? Um, we'll uh, we'll chat about that stuff as well. But I remember my dad talking about the OG Mickey Mouse Clubhouse uh, back in the days when it just kind of kicked off uh, with like a net Funicello and some of those kids. So whoa, that is a big button. That is a that is a giant button. Oh, the buttons buttons inside there that is that is not actually a button you were bringing in the button was inside the big thing you brought in oh yeah the mickey mouse club member is it now is there a year i can't read the small what's the small writing the small say? says copyright walt disney productions okay i mean that definitely is the like the og symbol yeah um, that's pretty fun but there's no like date on there or anything yeah no nope. So when I say original, I guess I can only say original design. Yeah. But mm. somebody had this button, and I love buttons for some reason. And how it's made, it's really fun. You know, like you can kind of, mm -hmm. I don't know. So I picked that up because I just think that's pretty fun. Uh, this cool. massive brass tray, I got that for, and then I, I found this little brass apple that I liked. Oh, nice. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love treasure hunting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Slindemann says there was an actual Nazi flag in the antique store they went to from Germany. It was absolutely chilling to see it in Ooh. an antique store. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you would sell one of those. I, I, I don't know. I have, I have really icky feelings about that. I have a, I have, I have conflicting feelings because I'm also a free speech absolutist. Like, I, you know, that is, that is something I believe, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think I'd sell that. I think I'd just, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Well, he says, was I the only kid who found Mickey Mouse extremely creepy? No, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't for sure. I, I enjoyed Mickey Mouse. But hey, kids. Oh, uh, Jose the Third says, mm -hmm. many of the old cartoons have weird facial animations that freaked me out. Man, some of those are yeah. old cartoons. We're watching some of the old cartoons on Disney Plus because they're there, you know, like. Uh, there's one that has Pluto, and he is um, interacting with a cat, like a little kitten. Mm -hmm. But they find the kitten after somebody threw it into water to drown it. I'm just like, that's horrible. That's horrible. They would animate just without thinking about it. Now that's incredibly traumatic. <laughs> well, they were they were cat. much. I mean, here's here here's the thing. As time has progressed, trauma has become such a lesser part of our lives. You know, 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, um, I guess I'll, you know, I'd say more like 7,500 years ago, trauma was just a normal part of daily life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we have really kind of moved not completely past trauma, but we have eliminated a lot of different traumas that were normal uh, from day to day life. So, yeah. Nick says, when I was at a church rummage sale 18 years ago, I found a very beat up copy of a first edition copy of the Star Wars novelization guys that's I can nice from 1976 it does remind me i i did find a book that i had always wanted to to uh that i remembered from college uh called uh godel escher bach the eternal golden braid or escher godel bach the eternal golden braid and it's basically a story about people in different um it's not a story it's a exploration of the biography of those three people and how all in their 
respective places used things like meta narratives and recursion and those kind of things to make their art better. Um, and it was one of the most fascinating reads I had ever, ever read. And I remember finding it at a, um, like a rummage sale and buying a copy. So I now have a copy of that book. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, just edition books, man. I, there were so many books in that store and I could not, I didn't look at any of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly because I just, I, I have no reason to collect books. I'm not going to, I just, I'm, I don't want to, oh, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a spiral. I can't, <laughs> I like when, you know, like if you're like, you just can't go into, it's not a trigger in a bad way. It's like, I, I can't stop that part of me that wants to hunt. So then it's all the books have to come out. All of them have to be looked at. All of them have to, I have to discover if they're all first edition. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you uh, an un unexpected find for me. Um, I can show you. Uh, okay. I found I found this yesterday. That is um, for your mouse. Is that the connector? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Have you not been able to use your mouse for a while? No, I mean I have. I, I think I think what it is is because they all operate from the like the same dong, like it can combine. So I think uh, it was just loose. And was just laying in the corner on the floor. And I was just like, oh, there you go. I, I was fine. really excited for something interesting. But instead, <laughs> it's not at all interesting. Uh, Slenderman says, my best expect unexpected find. I was talk uh, taking my friends to Goodwill in college to get costumes for a party. And I found a pair of Nike shoes for five bucks. And I bought them. They turned out to be limited edition Wolverine Nikes worth some money. Even used. I wore them to every party, every airport, every concert and festival I went to for about 10 years. Whoa. Interesting. See, I would have just turned, I would have just turned that profit. I would have just been like, oh, money <laughs> in the bank. I'll go get some other shoes. Turn $5 into $200. I think about that a lot. I have some books that are first edition books that I've mm -hmm. collected and I'm like, I should sell them at some point. But it turns out books just keep lowering in value. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants books anymore. Oh, Akkad says my mom had a set of first edition Lord of the Rings book Ooh. and The Hobbit. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, the Winter Soldier read those. I'm jealous. Yeah, he did. According to the according, according to the TV thing. show. Um, nice. someone, a uh, Jose asked if a rummage sale was the same thing as a garage sale. Wakad said, "Yep." Well, yep. listen. See, Yard here's the sale, thing: garage sale, rummage sale. It's supposed to have to do with where the sale takes place. If you pull the stuff out into your yard, that's supposed to be a yard sale. If you keep it in your garage, that's supposed to be a garage sale. A rummage sale is supposed to be where many different people bring all their stuff to one place. And then people rummage through it. Rummage through it. And rummage through it. So they are supposed basically to have, the same thing. But they're all this. People call them all the same things. Basically, yeah. it's the same thing. Yep. Uh, Slendamon says they were too cool to worry about profit. I wanted to enjoy him on his feet. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is a choice you make, right? Like, uh, when you know you have something that's valuable, you have to decide how much value it has to you. And the question I always ask myself, which is why I always end up selling stuff, is would I buy this for this amount of money? And if the answer is no, then I need to sell it. <laughs> because if I, <laughs> if I don't put that much value in it, then somebody else will. And then I can put, you know, value into things that I value. So... But yeah, if you would have bought them for whatever they're worth, then hey, where? Slab says, favorite unexpected find, a pick of Tom Selleck, Magnum PI, put on cork wood, almost like a big coaster. 
bought mm. for my dad and he put it over the fireplace mantle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is a position in the home of importance. That is amazing. That is amazing. Lolly says, my sister used to work for a charity. Someone donated two books that were published in 1825. We couldn't read them because they were in Welsh, but they were uh, uh, some so old. So old. The pictures were, uh, thank you. So old. The pictures were printed in black and then the colors were added in paint. I believe that says the Kaluwers. Kaluwers. No, There's no, a U in colors. there. <laughs> um, I have a couple really interesting old books over there that I, would, I like instantly want to go show you, but maybe I, maybe I can wait for another time. I okay. can wait. You can ask it in your in your you questions later if you want to see. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Slab ads. Pictures of me above the fireplace. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The picture above our, our fireplace downstairs is a big Finding Nemo poster that I have to cover when Danae comes over. Oh, my um, God. <sighs> because there's a shark on it. It's, and It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's Bruce. Oh, I'm Bruce. Uh, and then upstairs over the fireplace is a big clock. Big clock. Seems like you have to have something like big and, you know, presenty over your fireplace. We have a really big collage of the first uh, like family portrait session that we did with uh, Iris when she was little. Mm -hmm. And we got a really big one printed because we were so excited about it. And then we were advised by a family member to be cautious because if you continue to buy big ones, you run out of room eventually. Like mm -hmm. you're starting off now, just beware. <laughs> yep. So since then we've tried to get them smaller so we can have space to put them yeah. out. So over our fireplace is this massive like collage of pictures from that session. Well, Cod says, Danae, why do you dislike sharks? Hmm. Um, can't talk about it for long, otherwise I will get triggered. Uh, but it is some. It nope. I can't talk about it at all. Apparently, do you want to take your headphones off and I can talk about it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Uh, it is. It is a trigger. It's a. Visual... And it's not funny. Don't. No. Don't you? No, it's not. Don't tweet me. It is not something to troll her about. It's an actual. Oh, I'll is... come at you. Uh huh. She will. She will. Uh, it is an actual trigger. Uh, with the idea of being hunted. And that especially the mouth of sharks, for whatever reason, just feels like she's being hunted. And it is an actual trigger. It's not a joke. And it, it really messes with her. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You're good. You're good to come back. You're good to come back. We're done. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Not just sharks. Also works for other animals as well. Did you clarify? That's true. That's okay. true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, hey. Super random. Nope. Nope. I'm Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. Can hey. I show you a picture that Iris drew? Sure, of course. Hey, it's um, your show. Do it. <laughs> but it's We're weird. even in the D section still. So, hey, it's even your section of the no, show. No, no, no. You know what? Somebody will make it a you question. Somebody ask, can I see the drawing <laughs> later? You give Danae permission to, to be random. I got this. I got this. Uh, all right. You ready to move on to the A topic? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, light at the end of the pandemic tunnel. What will your biggest hurdle be? When it's time for the new normal, uh, when that time finally comes and oh, everybody's nice. had a chance to get the vaccine um, and we know that the the variants are protected against by the vaccine and all the things we need to know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what will your biggest hurdle be in the new normal? I was thinking of this because this week I think I have started to find my way back to the new normal uh, on my health journey. Uh, I gained about 60 pounds during the pandemic. Uh, and let me just say, first of all, 
health is not always directly related to the number on the scale. That's not what I mean, but it is an indicator of choices that I've made that number on the scale. Um, so I gained about 60 pounds over the pandemic and decided last week just to get back to really paying attention to what I'm eating. Uh, I've been riding my bike some now that the weather's nicer. I've been playing some disc golf, getting some exercise. Uh, and I lost 13 pounds last week, um, which is not abnormal for me when I start. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I've kind of like started back into that process of just living a more healthy life, letting my body be, you know, more of a healthy, uh, a weight for it to carry around for my knees and all that kind of stuff. And, um, that that's going to be my biggest hurdle is just kind of continuing to do that and figuring out what the new normal looks like, uh, that way. So it kind of got me thinking about like, what have you given yourself grace for, you know, in over the pandemic that it's like, okay, I don't have that excuse anymore or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'd be interested to see where this could go. What are, what are, will some of your biggest hurdles be once, uh, once we know the pandemic is kind of in the rear view mirror? Slab starts with humor. None of us are surprised. <laughs> biggest hurdle will be exposing my face in public again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it don't connect says getting over being triggered by people without masks. You're, you're not kidding. You I, are not kidding yeah. because that, because there will be a transition. Yeah where there will be a reasonable there will be a reasonable reason for people not to be wearing masks at some point and that's going to that's going to cross over for different people and yeah that 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 judgmental I mean we should work on that judgment anyway but it won't be as cut and dried like you're not being smart it'll be more like I don't know your story I don't know you know so it'll be it'll be interesting that's a good one for sure That is a good one um, currently my biggest hurdle is getting over second shot side effects hit me hard, but I also did a lot of physical labor after the shot that did not help me. We wish you a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it took me a couple of days and then I was basically as if nothing happened. So hopefully it's just a quick one. Uh, Nick brings up getting back to the office and having to mm -hmm. work, work clothes again. It's a big one. Yeah. Can we just pass a law that pajama pants and t-shirts are business attire now? I'm game. Or I'm or totally just game. let people stay home. I mean, if that's something that would the person wants, if that's like an option, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that business structure as we have known it before pandemic, it has to change now because now com know. companies are finding ways to make their business run while having people at home rather than in the office. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll give you a personal example. I'm a movie critic. During the pandemic, I was able to see uh, screeners for movies uh, digitally before they came out because they weren't doing press screenings. Mm -hmm. I never I never got to go to press screenings because the nearest press screenings are three hours away from me because of where I live. Now I was able to do press screenings because they were digital. Warner just announced that starting in May, they are no longer doing digital press screenings. They are going back to you have to go to the theater to see a press screening. I think people have locked in ideas of what the best is for their business that haven't been changed just because they realized they could make it work for, you know, 14 months or, or whatever the case may be. So some businesses, yes, some businesses are going to say, you know what? It works this way. Others are going to say, we made it work that way, sure. but it works better this way. And sure. I 100% agree. They may agree. be wrong. Yeah, there but... might be companies that have to have some that are on site, and then there's some that are going to have, you know, like mm -hmm. a mix. But I do think that there are, are some companies that will benefit from having had the shakeup. But I know that there's also a family dynamic where kids got to be able to go back to school, parents have to be able to get back, and that'll be interesting. 
That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick also mentions not being able to watch DNA live on Mondays anymore. Oh no! That's oh, true, no. guys. Oh, oh man, <laughs> no. I just had a re- really weird cognitive dissonance where I was like, "Oh, the pandemic doesn't have to end, does it?" I know. Weird. <laughs> I don't want to lose Nick. VOD. Um. Okay. Here's one from Jose. My hurdle will be pa- being patient with friends and family because many of them are a little more cautious than I am. I myself want to get back to gatherings without masks and hugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my husband actually, um, so he's had his second vaccination and he's gone the full, you know, two weeks, three weeks now, something like that. Um, maybe even a month and I will be at my second week soon. And so he, he wants to take me on a date. He's like, Hey, let's go on a date. We haven't been out in a long time. We haven't done anything together. Just the two of us. Let's do that. And he wants to take me to an Italian restaurant. He's get dressed up. You can wear that dress you haven't worn yet. Cause I got a dress a long time ago. Still haven't ever worn it. I was talking about it the other day. It's really pretty. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, honey, I am not ready yet. I am not ready to go to a restaurant yet. Like, I, just, I think I am. I think I'm there. I want to be, but I'm not. I, 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 I am still going to be cautious, but I, yeah. I do want to hug people. I do want to get out there and see people. But, I do too. Um, now, now listen, I, anytime someone mentions, I want to get, you know, back to life without masks, I know there's the initial response of, Hey, it's not that much. You just throw a mask on. And that's, that's true. It's not hard to wear a mask. And that is something we all should uh, have been doing for a long time. However, there will be a moment where I think we go without masks, right? Like, I mean, I know in I mean, if eventually you're, sure. If you're, now, one thing that's cool that could change is if you are feeling any kind of flu symptoms or anything like that to throw a mask on. That's what a, uh, a lot of Asian cultures uh, do. That's why you'll see a lot of masks. If they have any kind of symptoms or feeling ill, uh, they wear a mask and, you know, that's or when they travel or in big groups, yeah. they, you know, uh, mask wearing. I, I wonder if mask wearing will become more common. I wonder if some people will never stop and that's OK. Um but I, I will, it, I will definitely stop and it may be soon. Um, uh, I think for me, well, you also have to know your area as well. Correct. And we and have, a, we have, our cases are going down pretty quickly. Yeah. There's, there's very few new cases here locally, but I will also say this, um, for me, I am going to wear a mask for sure until every person has the opportunity to get a vaccine. There are no wait lists, no lines. And then two weeks after that, I'm going to wear a mask for sure until that point. After that point, I feel like there's a little freedom to go. If you got the vaccine, you got the vaccine. If you didn't, that was your choice. Like there is a little more freedom there, I think. Uh, also knowing that a lot of the most vulnerable people have already been vaccinated and and had uh, plenty of time. So I think there is some some light at the end of the tunnel for not having to go out with the masks. And the mask ordinances are stopping here, too. Like those finished like this week. So. Ollie so, yeah. says uh, she's going to miss the two meter distance. People <laughs> in our supermarket stand way too close. I do not like it. Oh, Honestly, man, it is, it is going to be weird when people I, start standing close again. It is. I think it's going to be like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also like that when we were out in the, we were out in the woods. When we were out way deep in the, in the woods, everybody. They mm-hmm. had a sign that says one cow distance between you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. At the supermarket. <laughs> That's awesome. One cow, one cow between everyone. You know, for Eff- me, effort distancing. Something that I'm going to, ha- I think I'm going to struggle with a little bit, and I've kind of alluded to this already, um, is pacing myself on 
who I want to see and when. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be very particular about who I see and when I'm going to see them and how I'm going to see them. Because yeah. before pandemic, we lived, I know I've talked about this before, so just real briefly, we lived like 45 miles away, 40 miles away from my hometown. And we had uh, moved from my hometown out uh, for my husband's job for six years. And I was very much a social butterfly before when I lived in town. There's always some place to go, always someone to hang out with, always something to do. And then when you move away, even though it's only like a 30 or 40 minute drive, mm -hmm. um, it just changes. The convenience changes. And I realized that uh, I was the one that was going to people's places and they weren't coming to mine. And that was mostly my decision because I liked going other places. So, yeah. But no one really came out to see me and it was way harder to see them. And then, of course, having Iris, everything changed uh, yeah. and I really couldn't go out. So when I moved back closer to home, now I'm only like 15 to 20 minutes away from people, the pandemic hit. And so this idea that we were going to be able to spend time with our friends and invite them over and, you know, hang out or, or go somewhere, you know, do something, everything stopped, which didn't feel different than it was before. So we were able to mentally adjust really easily, but we still haven't shifted it into that gear of re-inviting family and friends into our life. And since pandemic hit, there's also been a lot of stuff happening politically. There's been a lot of stuff happening. Like, like there's so much that has happened in the last couple of years, but specifically this last year, I don't know that I want to hang out with some of the people that I wanted to hang out with before. <laughs> and the pandemic was an excuse, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now that excuse is going away. So I'm going to have to come face to face with whether or not I want to actually continue some friendships beyond just the occasional, hey, hope you're doing well, text message. And that's okay. It's just the way that it is. I'm being raw and honest. No, because I get it. Pandemic has been a way for you to have a genuine and like completely valid reason to say no to social engagements, to say no to mm -hmm. people, to say no to events that you just didn't want to go to deep down inside. And now we all get to reestablish boundaries with people, yeah. boundaries with organizations, boundaries with relationships. And I think that I'm really excited about it, but I, I wonder if that'll be my biggest hurdle. Um, so we'll see. I think there's also the element of, um, the, and this is part of the hard psychological work that all of us are going to have to do after a very divisive time, especially in this country, uh, is feeling like, oh, you're on a different side than I am. Like mm -hmm. you, you were an anti-masker or you didn't wear a mask or you thought this or you thought. So there's that added element of what we've learned about each other over and not just the pandemic. This was happening before the pandemic. But, you know, I think the pandemic emphasized how even yeah. like science somehow could become a political issue. Like, you know, so that divisiveness, like understanding the psychology of that and getting over that. Um, that adds to what you're talking about with where do I want to reintegrate myself now that I don't, you know, have that excuse to be disintegrated uh, um, for a lot of, you know, people that's going to church or, you know, religious activities or whatever the case may be. Um, and yeah, at some point you have to own it and say, uh, nah, it's not, it's not the pandemic. I've had a change here. You know, like I, I feel differently yeah. about this event or these people or whatever. And that's that a hard feel... conference. That's a hard thing it, to process it, through. It is. 
it is. So, and yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people will just try not to have it at all and just sort of move on. Um, mm -hmm. but there might be some that I actually have to address, you know, when people are wanting to hang out and I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable. I just don't yeah. know, you know. Um, but I will say, uh, we have had a chance to have a couple of people come over to the house, um, who are fully vaccinated as well. And that feels really odd and good. It's like, Oh, welcome to our house. And we can we actually have... get in close proximity And one of them, um, just moved back. He was here in town. He's one of my husband's best friends and he moved for years and he just came back and he plays guitar. And so I was like, you can like we can actually because we live close now like we, we can play guitar together so it's like yeah. this, there is this excitement in this just sort of and that's i think my, my plan is to follow the excitement the easy relationships the easy path and just nourish the things that are closest to me and not feel like i'm obligated to re-engage with life before pandemic and, and part of that isn't even a isn't even a uh like a it's not like a morality thing. It's more of no. like a, uh, even just like a lifestyle thing. It's more mm -hmm. of a, I have permission now to figure out what my best life looks like on a, what I'm I mean, investing myself in here's you the know, thing. kind of way. I heard so, so many people, like this was a conversation over and over and over and over again during this pandemic of, aside from the terrible things that need to be acknowledged, the yeah. good things that were coming was people feel like they finally had permission to slow down and how positive that was for their lives because they had been doing so mm -hmm. many things that forced everyone to take a to take a step back and engage in what you absolutely had to engage in. And of course, it's the worst case scenario for that. Like it's not ideal and I'm not going to skim over that. That's a very important part of this. But as people were trying to find their silver lining and those conversations, almost every single one of them was like, Man, it's just so nice that I don't have to go to the do this every single week or every day because mm -hmm. the expectations changed. And I just I hope that people uh, advocate for themselves. So that what do you think? Do you they think they will, or do you think we're? Energy. Do you think we're all we're just going to go back to hustle bustle doing all the stuff? I think it'll be In a general. mixture. I think it'll be a mixture of both. Um, if if, I, if I lean towards hustle bustle, I think people will just take right back up where they left off. I think it depends on if the person is aware of how important it is to have downtime and to mm -hmm. not be engaged in too many things. If this was an example, if this gave somebody permission to pull away from a lot of obligations that they didn't want to be a part of, I think that there could be a percentage that I hope so that still shift. I hope so positively, but I do think it's going to go back to hustle and bustle pretty fast overall. I think like, to like a on a pie chart mostly yeah. muscle muscle i wanted to mention this by mariela uh who says the pandemic is getting worse in brazil and india not looking yeah. forward to all the new variants to come uh i appreciate you saying that um uh, because i do get very u.s centric uh obviously it's where i live it's, it's where my brain is and we have incredible access to the vaccine and many countries don't right now and so that is um, you know, another aspect with the variants and the different things that uh, other countries are still very much in the heat of this thing. Um, so I did not want to look past that. And I appreciate you bringing that up, uh, Mariella. Uh, Ian says, biggest hurdle, not quitting my job and immediately getting all my friends to play D&D &D in I person. I was just reading that one. 
<laughs> we're having we are opening our home for the first time here in a couple of weeks uh to people and we've talked to them about you know if they're vaccinated and kind of what's what's going to be happening but we, we will be doing an oscar party like we do every year um in uh, just a couple weekends so you know fingers crossed yeah it's exciting it's really it is. exciting it is feel good about it too i don't feel bad about it um I, I feel really good about it i think it's it's time especially with others who have been vaccinated you know the experts are all saying if you all have been vaccinated in two weeks out get together have fun don't wear masks like it's okay like if you're in a group of vaccinated people so um so yeah that's encouraging i think Aker says, I think my biggest hurdle will be trying to pretend I like people again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people as a whole. And when things open back up, I have to pretend that people don't annoy me. No, you don't. You can just be that guy or girl. Uh, I, I kind of identify with that. Um, mm -hmm, I love people. I just, I just don't enjoy being with people. I, I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a difference for me. Part of that is my introversion as well. But yeah. Uh, um, I think overall, I feel like there's just this excitement that's building and to kind of return to normal. Like, um, oh, my husband and my daughter, they went to uh, the aquarium for the first time in over a year. We have a huge aquarium in Springfield. It's like one of the biggest, most nationally renowned aquariums mm -hmm. here in, in Springfield. And um, we haven't gone, but they, still do social distancing at this point in time. So they only sell so many tickets for different slots. And Justin has his second vaccination on board and they wore masks and they went and they had a wonderful time. And that's what my daughter colored. Someone's going to ask about it during the Ukraine. <laughs> just, I just want to remind everybody. This is an interesting one from Crit 501. Uh, I'm an audio engineer. So the main thing I noticed last year was how quiet everything got. Yeah. And I think the world may stay quiet for a while. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. But it was kind of, it it kind of felt like everything got to take a break. And think about like nature, those uh, videos of dolphins returning to um oh where was that? Aaron. Aaron, yeah. get in yeah. my brain. Get in my yeah. brain. Okay. There's there's a place. There's a place. And there's, there's a place for there's these boats. Us. La, 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 la. <laughs> and then they and there's there's going People who are the canals of Venice. Venice, see, the dolphins return to Venice. <laughs> nice. Is what I was saying. And nature started to like encroach again. Uh, more just random deer sightings in town, moose roaming around, that kind of thing. The yeah. Venice canals. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, Nick says, my girls used to go to karate twice a week and we haven't been able to with the new COVID scheduling, but once things are more normalized, I hope we can get them back there. My oldest wants her red belt. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but that to me is indicative of why I think the hustle and bustle is coming more quickly than we think, uh, because parents want their kids involved in stuff. Um, we have things we love to do. Like, I think people will continue to prioritize the things they want to prioritize. And so it's, it's coming. It's happening. I don't connect says, I'm afraid the mask mandates are going to be lifted because then my job will probably lift their mask requirements and I'm not ready to be around a bunch of unmasked people or children yet, even though I'm fully vaccinated. You know what? I understand. I understand. That. I, understand. I think the other I thing really that you're going to, I think the other thing that, that people are going to have to do is just continue to talk about the anxiety of the situation and not feel like they're the only ones because there's going to be people just like you 
who are going to be around people that are unmasked who wish that there was masks. And there's going to be this whole transition thing, right? That's just, we are all in the same kind of mm-hmm. crazy boat ride here. But yeah. if you want to wear a mask, hopefully you can still wear a mask, right? So you can still try to yeah. do what Nobody's you tell you, you do can't wear yourself. your mask. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I understand the psychology of being around unmasked people, especially considering for the last 14 months or whatever it's been, I guess technically it's been 13 months, um, really since it kind of really hit hard, at least here. Um, yeah, that psychology becomes, becomes very interesting. I like this point. It's not that parents want their kids involved. It's that they want their kids out of the house. Ha ha ha. Now, (laughs) (laughs) so Iris has been home for over a year now. We've barely gone out anywhere. Um, she actually hasn't been to a store or anywhere until the last week. She went to uh, the aquarium and then I took her into a store with me for the first time. We ran in, we got a pavilion, we went out. Um, and it was like, she went to Disneyland. <laughs> she, was so, <laughs> she was so happy, but you know what she's been saying lately is I just want to go home and spend time at home. So this may very well affect my little kid to be a homebody, you know, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. She'll adjust. Yeah. She'll be fine. We, we do go outside to parks and stuff. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, well, that was a, that was good. I hope that everyone good. has a chance to just you know adjust, give yourself grace, give yourself time. Mm-hmm. Not no one's ever experienced anything like this before, and so in our lifetime, in our, I mean, I mean, but even still, like this, it's crazy. We we all have uh, an advantage. I feel though, in in this time to connect digitally and to know that you're not isolated. Can you imagine if it, we didn't have the internet during this stuff to be even more yeah. isolated? Well, and this so. is what I wonder because you look back at um, it was early early nineteen early twentieth century, right? Early nineteen hundreds when the last time a, a big pandemic right. hit like this, right? And you'll hear about like the Roaring Twenties, that kind of stuff. A lot of that is due to the fact that people were like, okay, we can all party together again, we can all be together again, and so I think we will be in some ways maybe dealing with another roaring twenties where it's like everybody wants to party and be together. And like, there's, there'll be a lot of, a lot of that going on. But I do wonder if having the internet diffuses that a little bit, because, you know, imagine a world where you didn't and how much you would want to get back out to, you know, public and see people and and those kind of things. But I, I do think there will be a little bit of that over this next decade of, um, recapturing what it means to have community in person and, and all that kind of things. And mm-hmm. I think the psychology of it could be very interesting. And I, I really do feel for people who are going to struggle with it, you know, for a while. Um, yeah. And, but, um, but yeah, we're in it together. We're all in it together. And uh, just keep, uh, keep paying attention to what the science says and understanding what the, the next years are going to look like. So yeah. I, I am really thankful to have found a f- amazing community in this time too. It's just been, yeah. it's been like, I don't know. I'm ready for the change. But, um, and I recognize that, uh, I'm one of the lucky ones or blessed ones or whatever Mm -hmm. that is still healthy throughout this. Um, it's just been, it's been a really hard time. So I I hope that, you know, anytime there's a, an end to something that's tragic and difficult and hard, you look forward to the resurgence of joy and hope and excitement and all that stuff but I hope that we don't forget like what we've learned in this time and all of the people who need to be honored too for what they've experienced. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. people in the chat that I know have lost family members and it's just been, 
really, really hard. And so I don't want it to be really, really hard anymore. Um, but I also don't want to forget what we've been through too. So I just yeah. wanted to say that. Ready to go into Definitely. some questions? Yeah, let's get into the you questions, uh, shall we? All right, so um, in the chat, uh, you can type you before your question. Any question goes. We don't have to answer any question, but we will try if we can. Mm-hmm. I know there was a couple uh, I saw. Are you going back to them already? Yeah, I'm kind of scrolling back through. I remember there was one about uh, this. Uh, when buying a new car, what features do you usually look at first? A working engine. Um, <laughs> that's important. This is probably priority-wise price. And I know that's strange because it's so subjective. But then I compare price to mileage. I think mileage is probably my number one, um, you know, after that. Uh, least now, on my part. Per- it is new car, says JCD. So do we assume this is like a new, 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 If you mean new, 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 new car, then I don't look at any. Any have you ever looked at a new, because, new, 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 new car? Because I'm never ever buying have a new, you ever, new, new, new car. But have you ever bought a new? I new, haven't. New, new. No, no, I haven't. Wait, okay, okay. Well, let's play the game. Pretend you're going to go buy a new, 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 new car. What would you do? <laughs> I'd buy a Tesla. Uh-huh. I, I like. I already have that what, locked in. If feature? I were ever going to spend that kind of money on a vehicle, which I'm not, um, yeah, it would be. It would be the the feature there for me is uh, progressive technology. I would look for the most technologically advanced. If money wasn't an issue, if I was just buying a new, beautiful car, new, 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 new car. Um, Yeah, it would just be technology. But as I am now, I look at mileage, compare that to price. Uh, Bottom of my priority list is looks. I don't care what it looks like. Hail damage, whatever. Just is it gets from point A to point B. You mentioned hail damage because of my car purchase. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Although that saved me like five thousand dollars. Right. Right. So I'm all for hail damage now. Uh, hail damage has, has uh, benefited many people over the years uh, my, with insurance. My car looks like Swiss cheese. <laughs> and it's well, that safe. would be bad because that would mean there are holes in it. That's, well, like if you're looking at it and the shadow ball? hits it, it looks very Swiss-like. Yeah, it's okay. a very golf ball. Yeah. Yeah, we call my, my wife's car uh, the golf ball because it's a white car and it just has like major hail damage <laughs> all over it. But the thing is, she got it for under $2,000 and it had less than 100,000 miles on it. And that's it was insane. like a single owner. Like it's it's a, it's a car that's going to last forever. And so that that for me is part of the fun is finding a great point A to point B car for the best deal. And a lot of that has to do with mileage and uh, and then just making sure everything else is you know, for me, I also like to make sure I kind of fit in it, but you know. Um, right. So yeah, you need to have headroom, sir. Headroom. Yeah. Yeah. But not just headroom, headroom that also you can still see the upper portion of the windshield. I am amazed at the cars you've gotten in that have headroom, but mm-hmm. you still have to kind of duck down to yeah, see. Yeah. Cause I can't out see out the, the windshield. All I can see is the, the hood of the car. Great. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see out. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. seat has to be able to lower enough that I have a, a clear view of the of the road. Oh yeah, God. I need I need maximum headroom, you max like headroom. Big and tall, uh, big and tall situation. Uh, our communities in Amazonas says uh, automatic or manual transmission. Speaking of cars, had this conversation today about how all my American friends say that they've never driven a manual, and I find the idea of giving my manual car for them to drive very entertaining. It would be entertaining. Uh, I mean, I'm automatic. I mean, if you could pay way. for the if you could pay for the repairs of your <laughs> engine if they mess it up. Yeah, my wife drives a uh, manual and uh, enjoys it. Uh, I think my brother enjoys driving manuals as well. 
there is something that people that drive them speak about feeling the 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 road and the car better than in an automatic like you kind of have to feel you know how your engine's working and that kind of stuff and i get that i've i've driven a manual a couple times i'm horrible at it uh it is i i've never taken the time to actually be able to drive uh consistently with it so i i go with automatic i um love manuals there's yeah. just something about feeling the engine yeah that's like yeah having control of that and getting in that groove because every manual is a little bit different like the mm -hmm. switching points are a little bit different and that's really really fun um, i just feel like there's more opportunity for for me to really screw up the transmission 100 like, percent, there is yeah 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 i don't like that because no. i'll do it i'll screw it up <laughs> so i do like that um but i have a automatic now and it's just it's fine but i do like i i'm i have one that's a my car is an automatic but then we also have a jeep and that one's manual so i always enjoy that yeah. uh, so uh, another you question today may we see iris's drawing please uh and from wigod uh can we see the drawing from iris <laughs> you guys are the best okay i fully admit this is one of those moments that i've seen other parents do and i've been like you obviously think your kid's great, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. but so Iris turns four on the 20th. Mm -hmm. um, I just, so she colored this. I just think it's really good as oh, a, nice. as a three-year-old, as an almost four-year-old. Yeah, like, that's really beautiful. Isn't that cool? No, she I didn't, it, she didn't draw the seahorse part of no, it. No, she, she just colored, colored. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But that's really, really cool. I thought it was really dynamic. Because mm -hmm. like, look at the tail. She has yeah. all these little segments in there and mm -hmm. she was incredibly meticulous when she did it too. It took her to her father's disdain a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> she was meticulous, but look at how she stayed in the lines and stuff at the top. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. I think this is freaking awesome. So she it is. It it's me. amazing. I, I was really impressed with that. Thank you for letting me show off my kid's art. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> Uh, Jose the third says, I went to a wedding this weekend. What's a funny wedding story you have yours or a friend's. One of the highlights for me was when the daddy daughter dance turned into a blues brothers homage. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh my gosh. Wedding stories, huh? Oof. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been invited to very many weddings. I've been to a few. I'm trying I, to think of any, any really good stories. I, I, I know my I've... dad has great wedding stories cause he's a pastor and he's done many of them. Um, I remember hearing of a story where fights broke out at the reception. Mm. Um, I think that was from my dad. I remember hearing a story of where the bride's hair caught on fire that my dad was officiating. Um, oh, so, no. so yeah, there, there are plenty of good wedding stories from, if you have somebody who's been a minister in your life, uh, check in, in on them with, uh, wedding and, in in funeral stories can be interesting as well. Um, because with funeral stories, there's a lot more tension sometimes with, now that somebody's passed on and who they're leaving stuff to and let's just say the knives come out uh, so there's a reason that's a phrase uh can you think, think, of, any? think of any i can't think of any that are funny yeah like i can only think of like other people's memes that went I, I remember i remember friends uh coming down the aisle to fund songs you know like the imperial march from star wars or you know those kind of things um, oh um, I can't remember which family member it is, but I think it might've been my mom and my dad's wedding. I think her brother, my mother's brother, they put, they pranked her car, uh, and they filled the 
air ducts with flour. So when they turned on their air conditioning, it just poofed into their car. Mm. Um, and that was why my it's car, more of a prank. my car was hidden during my husband and I's wedding so that nobody could do that. We had, they had my mom and dad plan this whole thing. No one knew where my car was so that no one could mess with it. Cause I guess that's a thing Yeah, to prank people before they leave on the wedding. I didn't know that. You know, for prank people, of which I am not one, uh, every big event is an opportunity for a prank. Birthdays, weddings, funerals. Okay, maybe not funerals. <laughs> but uh, but for for prank people, you know, it's it's always a fun, you know, time to get somebody. So, but that's not me. Um, Igers asks, what's the most embarrassing thing to happen to you in the last year? Okay, oh so here... <sighs> I picked this one because um, you have an answer. Aaron and I are hard to embarrass. It's true. We don't embarrass easily. And also we haven't been around a lot of people. (laughs) So um, it would have to be something to the show. And I don't think that anything's happened like super publicly or even with our jobs. It's been very embarrassing. You know, I guess, I guess it would probably be in the, in the realm of embarrassment. It might be like for our job, we, um, we write material for a YouTube uh, channel. And so sometimes what we write is actually incorrect and it gets published and millions of people see it. And then we're like, oops, that was not <laughs> correct. That would probably be one of the most embarrassing things I think that I would, I would say where I'm like, oh, I should have caught mm. that or, oh, I can't believe I missed that. And now it's out there forever, ever on YouTube. So that's probably mine. Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to I don't think I can think of one. Um part of that is the fact that I you know embarrassment is not something I usually deal with. Um I just kind of own my mistakes or um whatever. So, yeah, I can't think of one. You question from Mokomain. Good morning, Devin. Uh need an update on Iris and her mommy daughter manicure days. Ooh. So I've talked to her about it a couple more times. She still is not interested in nail polish of any kind. Uh, So we still just have normal nails. But my husband has been using the um, uh, bitter nail polish. It's been a month now. And so his nails have grown out. Can you believe it's been a month? Um, His nails have grown out for one month and they still are short, like really short because he bit them down so low. Is it so, possible like his nails were eventually like, look, dude, we're not growing anymore. They're like, growing. It's just so slow. I don't they're, get that. I have to clip my nails every three weeks. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like mine get too long to operate in my day-to-day world right. after like three weeks. I don't understand how he's gone a month and they still aren't even past his cuticles. Um. So he, um, he has taken pictures of the first day he put the stuff on. So uh-huh. I'll show them to you. You can see the progress. Question is, wow. is she still biting? Yes. She's still biting her nails. Um, and we still, every single time I'm like, can I get a, you know, can I take care of that for you? Mm-hmm. Do you want something? And so it's just a, it is a, it's a conversation that happens all day long. So yeah. it's not the worst case scenario, but it's not the best case either. I'm I'm enjoying some of these stories. I'm going to put it up there. By the way, if you have a you question, please get it in. We want to answer uh, your question. Some of these wedding and funeral stories are really funny. Uh, Wickout three two three says helped a friend cater a wedding, and the sternos under the food ended up going crazy, and we almost lit the reception room on fire. 
LOL. Um, LOL now. Whoopsie. Probably not LOL in the moment. Uh, ruin, ruining somebody's wedding reception is it's not a fun place to be, <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's see. Best funeral story from Acres from a family friend. <laughs> she was driving the body in a casket and didn't know the guy had no legs. He had slid down to the bottom of the casket and wasn't visible, and she was freaking out that she had lost him. Can you uh, imagine? Thank you, Acres. Where did he go? Thank you, oh thank you. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, Archimedes no, no. says, when my aunt got married, I was two years old and lifted her dress and hid under it because I was afraid of the crowd. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Nick says, uh, at my wedding reception, we came out to the Star Wars disco song and our wedding party had toy lightsabers we ran under. <gasps> Nerd! Nerd! Uh, very nice. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see any other you questions that we missed. Yeah, if you've got one, uh, go ahead and pop that in there. But we'll uh, we'll start wrapping it up. Uh, we really appreciate being able to hang out with you guys uh, every Monday. It is a blast. Uh, we say Mondays in some days, and we mean that. Uh, occasionally, we will pop we in try. on a non uh, non Monday. It is definitely on our minds. Uh, we look forward to a future where we can more guarantee you more days a week. We love hanging out with you in the morning. Um, but uh, we got to let life be life. We were just talking about it earlier in the show about understanding how to let uh, life be life. So uh, so we guarantee we get to hang out on Mondays with you. We love that. And we'll continue to pop in when we can on some days uh, as well. So um, hang out in my chat and I'll shoot you guys somewhere for a raid. Oh, the Twitch raid. The Twitch as raid. It were. You don't want to is... say it out loud because, you know. I mean, there's a possibility, a very slight possibility today that somebody's watching on my Twitch as well. I have no, you know, like, yeah, I, don't, but you, I don't get to control yours. I know. I know. But I could, I could, I could shout it out. <laughs> you could, you could shout it out. Hey, wherever you watch, whether it's Twitch or um, YouTube or uh, Twitter or the social media network that shall not be named, but uh, rhymes with Spacebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, wherever you are, make sure that you are whatever that site's version of subscribed or alerted is, like ringing the bell, those kind of things. That way, whenever we go live, you'll get a notification just in case so it's funny. on one of our some days. <laughs> it runs with Chris <laughs> just making up whatever. Rhymes with space crook. It um, does rhyme with that. So, so yeah, so make sure you're alerted. Uh, and then finally, if you want to be a member of Team DNA uh, and support financially what goes on here at the Studio DNA headquarters, uh, first of all, we appreciate that. Thank you so much for thinking about it. It's five bucks a month. There's just the one level. Um, and you become a member of Team DNA and get all the fun perks uh, that come along with that. Uh, we are six people away, six members of Team DNA away from possibly doing some uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, with Danae teaching me how to do Dungeons and Dragons live and uh, playing a little D&D &D with you guys. So again, if you're not a member uh, and want to be, just go to patreon.com slash studio DNA and we thank you ahead of time for even considering that. Um, I think that's it, Danae. Do you have anything else you want to say to um... amazing people that we get to hang out with? I mean, I love that you guys come and join join us. It's my greatest delight that we get to hang out with you and talk mm -hmm. about life. So thank you for being here. And we will see you on the next Monday. I am going to guide us to one that I've done before, but it's because he is 
um, sculpting dragon wings or he's sculpting wings today. Uh, we're gonna go say hi to Seenot Bush. Who Seenot Bush is great. One of my I love Seenot Bush. So all my oodles <laughs> of Twitch people too go go raid Seenot Bush. <laughs> um, watching him figure out how to make wings is fascinating. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll we'll do um, the other one that I was thinking of next time if he's on, which is a jeweler who creates jewels. So hmm. there's so many interesting things on Twitch. Uh, and for those of you listening to podcast, thanks for bearing with us as we have a new environment. And so you're hearing about Twitch stuff that doesn't really relate to you. But thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us. We really appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. See you on the next Monday or Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.